You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett and my job is to make you feel better about your practice and your life and give you some insight from some great thinkers in all of dentistry. And today I bring back a good old friend of ours who really helped us during the COVID conference. And if you guys can remember, Dr. John Molinari, who's brilliant, he was able to help us figure out a little bit more about what was going on with all of these things when the world went a little crazy during the pandemic. And today we have him back just to revisit what we've learned and what you need to know about reinfection rates. So I hope you enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I am so pumped you're here and I'm bringing back one of our heroes, you know, John Molinari. If you guys remember this during the COVID conference, I didn't really know him, but like I called on him and he's like, I'll help out. And you came in and you saved the day. And today we're going to be talking about this thing with reinfection rates with COVID, what dentists and dental teams need to know. John, thanks for being on, brother. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Kurt. Anytime. Yeah. So I'm just going to constantly shower you with compliments because like I, I, I wanted you on the show during the COVID count as much as possible because we were dealing with what we didn't know. And I don't deal well with that. And you brought it like you <laughs> kept bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. So I want people to know who you are. So give us a little bio. Who's John Molinari before we jump into this subject? I'm a microbiologist. I um I've been, I, I got my PhD in 1970, and I've been working in microbiology for 56 years, 57 years, uh, mostly in dental schools, University of Pittsburgh, Detroit, Detroit Mercy, uh, worked with the CDC, uh, research, uh, infection control director, dental advisor for research, done research, publications, um, hospitals, Spent a lot of time as an infectious disease infection control consultant in hospitals in Detroit. Still do. I'm going to close a window for a second. So my you take your time, buddy. Take your time. <laughs> She's a yapper. Sorry, that's and she's right. barking at something out there. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's it. And I've um, 
Yeah, I've um, I've recently retired from traveling to meetings. All right, it's good. about time. I'm 78. It's about time. I'm still doing webinars and writing and consulting and some things, but uh, traveling to meetings has just gotten crazy, as you're well aware of. You 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 know all what's going on with the traveling stuff. Hey, I miss people. I don't miss airplanes. That's my thing now. So I miss people, but I don't miss the delays, the overnight stuff, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, yeah. that's it in the thumbnail. Well, so, let's just go there. To see you. you know, it, it, and I'll speak to everything. Like people are, we're tired, still tired of hearing about COVID. We were hopeful this thing was going to disappear in two or three weeks. And then we realized it wasn't and it kept coming back. Now, even recently, this morning, I had an entire team almost wiped out with reinfection rates. So let's go down this path when it comes to reinfection. Like, John, why won't this thing just go away? Like, why, you know, are we, are we, is our expectation in the wrong place? And tell us what we need to know about this. Well, first of all, it's not going to go away. I hate to say that. Um, people keep saying, well, you know, you have a vaccine for influenza that we change and we have some of that under control, but you know, still people get the flu even after they get the vaccine. Of course, a lot of people get the flu vaccine. Well, flu vaccine research started in 1940. So we've had like 80 some odd years of research with flu vaccines. We only have a little more than two, two and a half years with, uh, with SARS-CoV-2. It, and this virus, these coronaviruses do mutate a lot. They change. Uh, before Omicron came along, we had some reinfections, but nothing like Omicron. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news, good news first, is that reinfections uh, with this tend to be milder, especially if you're vaccinated. So that's good, which is what these things were designed to do, prevent severe illness, hospitalizations, death. But the not so good news is this thing continues to adapt and mutate when now we have B4, B5, which are predominant in the U.S., and they can escape our antibodies to a certain extent. So the antibodies can protect, but not like like a hepatitis B immunity or a measles immunity or something like that, which is more stable. And so you have people who can get reinfected, especially if they had a mild infection the first time but they didn't produce a lot of antibodies. This virus is really, I hate to give it a human characteristic, but it's really very smart in yeah. that it, 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 it can adapt and change very readily. And um, the good news, as I said, is that the most recent mutations appear to present with milder infections, especially for those who are vaccinated. Uh, the unvaccinated continue to be much more severe in hospitalizations. Uh, A problem is we're seeing uh, a significant increase in hospitalizations and ICU uh, patients, uh, which we hadn't seen for a while. You know, we we hit the Omicron peak and then went down, but about mid-April, it it started to pick up again with these new uh, variants that came in from South Africa. And so we have to deal with that. The vaccine manufacturers are working on tweaking vaccines, which is great, you know, but it's, it's still a learning process. Yeah. I will tell you one exciting thing that I think is, is on the horizon and, you know, I I don't have a crystal ball, but there are clinical trials, including in this country on what's called a pan coronavirus vaccine. Okay. Where they actually are taking antigens 
from different coronavirus strains, not just SARS-CoV-2, and trying to find stabilized antigens so that they can induce a broader immune response with this pan-coronavirus vaccine down the road, which will not only protect against what's out there, but will also help protect against the emerging stuff down the road. Yeah. There are some there are some parts of those antigens which are very stable, which don't mutate. Yeah. And I wish I understood all of this stuff. Yeah. Eric, I really do. And but I, um, yeah. I'm just a little old country microbiologist. Well, and, and I... I found that the best way to say anything is like best I know or best I can understand. And yeah, that's where yeah, we're going. Yeah. Now, and that's all you can do. Yeah. But the reinfections are an issue. And that's part of the reason why you, you were saying what dentists should know. I've, I've obviously given courses and I talk to a lot of people and I get calls, et cetera, et cetera. And, and one of the themes I hear is I mean, I'm really tired of this crap, you know, uh, we're okay. We got vaccinated. We got boosted. Yada yada. These are expensive. This is expensive. Uh, what can I do? Um, so they're not necessarily following what they were doing during the peak of the pandemic. Right. But they need to realize this. This is part of the new infection control, just like gloves were in the 80s mm-hmm. for them. This is, I mean, respirators protect against a number of things, and not just this. And especially if you have people with mild infections or who are asymptomatic, uh, who have a positive home test, but don't report it, which is very, very common. Yeah. Uh, there, are, there are many more cases than are being reported. So they need to keep doing what they've already been shown that they can do. Right. And practice the appropriate infection control. I worry about them. Yeah. And it's a joke. I mean, you hear this all the time. You know how you get COVID. You just get tested. You know, and so um, we've we've become numb to this in certain degrees, but we really shouldn't. Uh, Can I ask you a bunch of questions? Like I get these questions in my own house. So can and you know how this is. As soon as you start reading something on social media, you're like, oh, gosh, here we go. Um, You know, people say that it's it's not likely that this will go away in our lifetimes. I mean, should we set the expectation at it? We're going to have to deal with this during our entire lives. True or false? I mean. I yes yes yeah. I think that it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. Science is going to continue to evolve to look for vaccines. We already have good drugs out there which protect against severe infection. We even have uh, things like Evershield and Paxlovid, which can be prophylactic for people who are compromised. So we have some some good things out there. That was why the death rate went down so low. Yeah, our hospital heroes really have more in their armamentarium. Um, and we're learning more about this all the time. What's also nice is you have a worldwide effort. It's not just that the U.S. and Canada or Great Britain. There are countries that are really devoting a lot of time to studying this and coming up with uh, advances, which which we can take advantage of as well. Yeah, I. It's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. And dentistry needs to continue to respond like they did. And like, I know they can, and you know, they can, uh, but the fatigue, you know, we hate that COVID fatigue stuff. Um, that's right. just unavoidable. People aren't used to it. We haven't had anything like this in over a hundred years. Yeah. You know, and, and- what do we know? What do we need to know as a public, like about the advancements and some of the people, 
in dentistry complain like, it's just not moving fast enough. Why aren't they doing enough? Why does it take so long to figure these out? Give us some insight, you know, if that's on, if it, that, that's on anyone's mind. Well, it's moving as fast as it can. Yeah. Um, there have been some missteps because the virus continues to surprise at times. And it doesn't happen with all viruses. It happens to happen with coronaviruses. And this one in particular really became much more aggressive. Um, and we're, we're, we're dealing with a virus that, that is able to mutate fairly readily. I, I remember seeing about a year ago now almost, there was some report came out of Europe that suggested that SARS-CoV-2 had mutated like 12,000 times since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. Now, you don't see that with measles or hepatitis or mumps or, or, or even smallpox or polio. Um, the, the vaccines are going to get better. That's a big, that's a big effort. Um, that's not unusual. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the first hepatitis B vaccine, that was a plasma vaccine in, in the early 80s. I, I was one of the first ones to get it in 82. Then they went to Recombivax and Endurex, which is probably the one you got and most of the dentists and hygienists and assistants got, which was made from recombinant yeast cells, DNA, incorporated in yeast. So they, they had advances to make these things more effective and, if necessary, safer, although they were safe. The hepatitis B vaccine was safe. You see this with the polio vaccine. The original vaccine was Salk's vaccine in the 50s, which was a killed virus. Then the Sabin vaccine was a modified virus, which elicited immunity, which was very, very effective for many years. Yeah. So these things continue to evolve. But you know what? It, I, I love how you said social media. I don't even look at that stuff yeah. because you, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a whole world unto itself. And science can be misinterpreted so many ways. And also people think that... Uh, I mean, if I if if I if I hear one more time somebody saying, "I'm not getting the vaccine because I want to do my own research to see if it's a good vaccine," and I go, "Gee, I have trouble understanding some of this stuff," and I'm a microbiologist for crying out loud, you know, right. how can some of these people off the street? And I'm not talking dentists or hygienists or assists. I'm talking people off the street. Yeah. So this is not uncommon, Kurt. Yeah. And give us some historical perspective. Like, obviously, you know, you look at the beginning of time since all of this has been recorded. We've seen things. I mean, the Spanish flu, you've seen all these things. What can we learn from all the historic things that we've seen in the past to where we are today? Anything that sticks out like this is just how these things work, you know? Well, certain viruses, bacteria too, but certain viruses are very adaptable. Right. especially respiratory viruses. Uh, we lucked out to a certain extent with measles and things like that, which, which haven't really changed very much. But we also had a very aggressive vaccination program where we have the over, overwhelming majority of the population protected for a long period of time. We didn't get that with COVID. There was, there, there was too much division, if you will. And, right. and I'll just leave it at that. Um, and so the virus has continued to gain a foothold. One of the things that you have to do is you have to cut down on the number of susceptible hosts for the vi- for any virus. And I think making advanced vaccines as they develop to other countries that don't have high vaccine rates is one way to approach this. 
you look at some place like South Africa, where at least two of these things have gotten started. I think they're like 30 some odd percent. And so the wealthier countries, and, I, and I'm not a politician by any stretch. Right, right. You need to get a mass vaccination. That's how we're getting rid of polio right now. The World Health Organization has literally for years been targeting certain areas of the world where they still see cases of polio and focusing on vaccinated people in that area. And up until COVID hit, we were down to about a thousand cases. We've come so close at least three times in the last 20 years. And now COVID hit and we don't know how that's expanded because World Health couldn't get in. So that's one way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we have new normals and people have to understand that. Uh, vaccines are important, but they're not the only thing. I think people is taking the right steps. Uh, people hate wearing masks. I don't have a problem. Yeah, uh, I still wear a mask every store I go into. Uh, we don't eat in, in inside restaurants. Um, it's it's not a big deal for me. It's it's not a big deal. I mean, there are accommodations you make for these things. Right, staying healthy, of course, but. I think people need to start to get over the fact that uh, we're never going to do this. Science has failed us. The CDC is in the, gov- is in the government's pocket. Yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff is nonsense. Yeah. It, but it takes time. And we only have two and a half years experience with this virus versus what we had for Hep B and influenza and measles and stuff like that, even smallpox. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And so um- – you know, uh, as far as the future in dentistry, you know, if I'm a young dentist listening, you know, what would you say? Like, you've been around the block a few times, John. You okay. talk to dentists all the time. You have candid conversations. Like, prepare me for a healthy career the next three decades. What would you say? Dentistry has responded to challenges. Uh, I, I may have told you at an earlier time we had at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I, I can remember when um, we instituted it. We introduced gloves in our school in 1980. Our hygiene department wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the dentist went crazy. What, 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 what? But dentistry responded. Yep. And they responded well. So there's a history there with infection control. And dentistry has gotten so much better and safer. And this is another step as we have another challenge. So dentistry's already been asked to do it. You know, one of the things about these respirators, these N95s, which have gotten a lot more comfortable, by the way, that was always a concern. They're a lot more comfortable. There's a lot more airspace for them to breathe and feel comfortable. Um, you've seen in the news how a few months ago. Remember this thing that broke in West Virginia? About seven dental professionals getting this uh, idiopathic uh, pulmonary fibrosis. They don't know how they got it. Uh, the, the CDC reported, and seven of them died. There was, I think, seven dentists and one one lab tech. And the thinking is that these fine particles, these dust particles that dentists generate with with hand pieces and some of the other things that they're dealing with, were able to get through the regular masks. This was before COVID uh, that had happened. And there's a history. There have been some cases in dentistry that I've seen going back 20 years where a dentist died of this idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. And one of the thoughts is these very fine particles that are generated we're able to get through the regular mask. Is it common? Of course not. But if you look at respirators designed to protect against these small, fine particles of viruses, that certainly could be a benefit for something like this that we don't even have an answer for that they're still looking at. Yeah. 
And so what I would say to the young people is there have been advances. It's based on science. It's based on clinical evidence. It's based on applications of it. Do what's appropriate. Protect yourselves. Protect your staff. Protect your families. Yeah. Um, because you're seeing these types of people. You and I remember when dentists and other health professionals didn't want to treat AIDS patients. Yeah. And then they realized that they were seeing them without even realizing it. Right. And then that brought in the standard precautions. And yeah. so the it, it, it takes time, but I think dentistry has had a good start in this. And I think I think they want to do the right things. Not, not I think. I know they want to do the right things. I don't know of anybody who went into dentistry not to help people Amen. <laughs> at the very least. Amen. And so you have to you have to do what the evidence shows and the evidence is continuing to evolve we're going to get better we've we've come a long way the vaccines for example have protected they've saved many many hundreds of thousands of lives at the very least in our country um from hospital you know people hospitalized icus etc um it's it, it's taking time but it is getting better there are a lot of good people working on this stuff yeah Love it. Love it, buddy. Well, I always appreciate you ha having you be on. Give us a voice of reason. Give us the update. And uh, it's just awesome to gather some wisdom. Any last thoughts you have, John, just on, you know, this subject or just microbiology in general, as far as dentistry goes, I always love to hear from the master here. Well, um, like I said, we've come a long way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm proud of what dentistry has accomplished. I'm, I'm not a dentist, as you know. Uh, but I work with dentists most of my adult life and hygienists and assistants, and I'm proud of what uh, dentistry has accomplished. Don't go backwards. Yeah. You've done it. Now it's part of your armamentarium. Uh, use the right personal protective equipment, have the right approach. Uh, people are being home tested. So we're, we're seeing a lot of cases that are not even being reported. So when you see reported numbers, they are way low way below what's really happening and understand that but make sure that you do what you're supposed to do because the evidence shows that you are protected from that dentistry was what at, at the highest risk group in the beginning well that's what everyone we said seen, right yeah. we haven't seen outbreaks traced back to dental offices no. big outbreaks have we it's because they did the job yeah be positive continue to appreciate what you're doing and continue to do it, I guess. Yeah. I don't have any magic words, Kurt. Hey, those are magic words, my friend. You are awesome. You are awesome. Well, as always, thank you so much for being on. Um, and uh, I'll uh, I'll post uh, John's information. You guys should check check out. I mean, I, I know you're not doing a whole lot of speaking anymore, but you've got some great articles, great stuff out there. Uh, and I'm just going to okay. encourage you to check it out. So awesome. We'll stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, just do us a favor, hit the share button and share it with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things you guys want to see. We're lining them up all summer long. And until we see you guys or we hear from you guys next time, keep watching the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? 
Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.